Welcome to Ignite Purpose. This is Christina Foxwell. This is season four of our podcast. And this season, we're talking about growth. We're talking about unlocking ourselves. And we're talking about how we can be better together with others. And I have got a leader that I've invited on our show today. Her name is Brooke Jay. Brooke, do you want to say hi quickly? Hi, everyone. And Brooke and I are both stuck in Sydney, so we're both in lockdown. And what we wanted to do, I've invited Brooke in. I've been work, working alongside her for about five years, maybe, um, as a coach in their organization and just seeing her really unlock her own potential and that of her team. And I've brought Brooke in. Brooke is the clinical engagement manager at the Primary Healthcare Network, Sydney North Health. Gosh, that is a mouthful, isn't it? SNHM. <laughs> um, and she has worked to really educate people in the community, doctors, allied health, all that, with her team to set up all the events. So I'm really excited to have you with me, Brooke. Thank you for making yourself available. Thank you for having me, Christina. It's a real big pleasure. Honestly, it really is a big pleasure. So I've got a few questions. Is it okay if I kicked off? Yeah, sure. So, Brooke, growth and unlocking our potential, it's really important. Talk to me about you. What does growth mean to you, you know, in the different roles you have in your life? Sure. Well, Christina, as you know, I'm um, a leader of a team at the Primary Health Network and mother of two teenage girls. Um, and I think I've been on a fairly steep journey in the last couple of years. Um, to me, the growth has really been about being able to align with my, my values and feeling comfortable with that and having strength in being able to do that. Um, I think I'm able to now better recognise my emotions, whether these be stress or self-doubt, both as a mum um, of my teenage, teenage girls, as a wife, um, and, you know, as a team member and colleague of, um, of, of, of my team and my colleagues at work and really come from a place of love and strength along the way. Oh, my God. Love and strength. Love is an interesting word to use in the workplace, eh? It is. <laughs> and I think I'm a firm believer. When I look at you, I see love. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. You, you carry with you love, which I think is probably one of the reasons I've really enjoyed working alongside you. Not always easy, though, when we have to lead our people from love, hey? No. No, because oh. love can be seen as such a fluffy thing. It can. I think there is definitely a, a um, balance. Um, and I think women are, as leaders, often more naturally empathetic. Um, mm. And that's a, not to say men are empathetic, but I think, um, you know, that can, can be a natural journey for us. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't... Um, we can't stretch our team and have honest conversations with both ourselves and our family and our colleagues. But yes, it's not always easy. 
No, it's not always easy. And I mean, that kind of leads me to the next kind of question. Mm. This year, you were involved with me and a few other leaders in a mental fitness program with mm. Dr. Shazad Shamim. And actually, as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, we both have the pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, I've seen you just take such amazing strides through this process as well. What have you learned about developing your sage? I am definitely a pleaser. So, um, and you know, that absolutely can have its positives. Um, you know, and we often do tend to be well-liked as, um, as team members and leaders and as friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I think with that and on this journey with the Positive Intelligence Program, I've realised that that doesn't mean we don't, um, you know, we don't, we, we can come from a place of peace, but we really have to step outside our comfort zone and have those conversations that may be difficult for us, particularly if you are a pleaser and tend to like to keep, keep the peace. Um, so I think in my journey in developing my sage, um, I've realised that I can still be who I am um, and still be true to myself, but at the same time work to stretch, stretch our team and have honest conversations, both in personal relationships and, and with colleagues. But yes, it's not easy. <laughs> No, and you know what? This morning, my husband and I were talking because we do our walks at 6 a.m., you know, two very dedicated human beings. Um, and we were talking about kind is clear and the courage to step into those conversations that aren't easy. Mm. Yeah. So, some people go too strong. <laughs> yeah, and I know I've worked with you quite a bit on that, Christina, because I have, um, I don't think I recognised the difference with, you know, I, I think actually you're respected much more when you can be honest and have those conversations. It can't always be everything's completely fine. Um, and I think not only are you are respected more if you if you are able to be supportive and um, have difficult conversations, um, but that's how you you move to become innovative and and progressive within your team. I love that because. This is the thing. If you never tell me what I could be more at or better at or where I could grow and you always reflect on it yourself and you think, oh, they'll be hurt if I, if I help them, you know, see what maybe they can't see, then mm. I will never know what my potential could be. Mm. Yeah. Of course, there's a way in which to do it and that's with love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the stuff he said when we went through our program and he spoke about judgment and discernment mm -hmm. and the difference between the two. It's yeah. An interesting concept, hey? It is. It is. Now I have another thought for you. Mm. I have many thoughts as we're talking to our audience out there. That's what we love about you. Oh no, it never stops. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm thinking about um, the childhood pictures. You remember when we did an activity around childhood pictures? Yeah. Who was Brooke, the little girl? Um, she was, in, in one word, curious. 
And I think for me, because we can get so wrapped up in our busy lives, whether that be with our family or work, for me working full time and having a husband and, you know, adolescent children, um, it's, it's busy. But I think I realised I still need to take that time to be curious because that's what I was as a child and that's really what shaped me. And I think I'd lost that a little bit. Um, so yeah, that was quite an emotional, an emotional activity exercise for me. And really that out of anything is what stood out. You know what? I, 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 I agree with you because someone said uh, on LinkedIn once and I was watching them thinking, oh, what are they saying? You've just got to be you. And I was like, yeah, but parts of me, man, I don't like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I now realized I've just got to be who I am and who I am when I can take off the layers of masks, expectations, fear, mm. um, you know, the learned behaviors that have protected me for so long, mm. but has kept me in judgment of myself and therefore in judgment of others. Yeah, absolutely. You say it so well, Christina, that's absolutely it. I think about it way too much, you know. <laughs> you know, when someone sits and um, thinks about stuff, I think uh, that's maybe me. All right, let's talk about avoidance, my next favourite topic. How easy is it to avoid? Oh, it's, it's been something that I recognise now I had been doing for a long time and thought I was doing it to protect myself, but it was absolutely a disservice to my growth. Um, you know, I have, <coughs> excuse me, I have struggled with anxiety, um, you know, over the last, since my early 20s. So my way of coping with that was really to avoid the situation that was making me anxious. Mm. Um, and so that just became absolutely a catch-22. I just became more anxious with the more situations that I avoided, whether they be social or work-related. Um, and I really have realised, I think some of that is the journey of being a mother. I think there's growth with that. But, you know, even if you don't, of course, go on to have children, um, I really realised too, I use strategies like I um, use my breath to anchor my emotions and I um, really try to recognise what those emotions are looking, look, looking like to me at that time and the saboteurs that are at play. Mm -hmm. And the more that I confront those situations that naturally over years of doing this I feel like avoiding, the more I confront those and actually lean in, um, the anxiety just goes away and I'm in, in such a stronger place because of that. And it's, you know, been hard work, but I've realised I have done myself an absolute disservice all these years by just trying to avoid situations that make me worried or anxious. And today is an example of that, Christina. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I believe it takes courage to put our voice out there. Mm. And I believe you courageous to stand in the arena with me today. Thank you. It's certainly something that I wouldn't have done. I'm very, you know, good at the incidental conversations, but doing something that's a little bit more structured 
I can say a couple of years ago, there is no way that I would have been able to be vulnerable, put myself in a situation where I felt vulnerable. And now I just see that, you know, that's part of the journey and it makes me stronger and makes me more true to myself. God, I love that you've said that because as you're talking, I'm thinking about two words, free me. Yes. So when you put avoidance down, which is there to protect you, to keep you safe, you free you. Yes. When you use your voice, knowing that it is imperfect, yet it is your voice and it is your story, which makes it wonderful and rich so that someone can learn from it. Mm. You free you. You do. You know, and I think maybe as women, like, and even as leaders, sometimes we've got these, um, I call them the shame a shame cage of course I would have a shame cage and a shame suitcase <laughs> um you know me by now uh, I think sometimes the stories we tell ourselves about what we can and can't do become yeah. the bars that keep us locked in yes um and then I've got another thought shall I tell you the thought about the bar yes as soon as I've done the effort to get the bar down the damn thing has a spring <laughs> I'll push it down and as I've pushed it down if I don't keep working on my sense of gravity which becomes that space around me to keep the bars free the mm. damn thing bounces back again Bling, you know uh, but isn't that also life it is that's the journey we're on absolutely I was thinking about leadership legacy you know, I often have shared this in our leadership sessions, like it's the Joan of Arc story or um, it's the stories of the engagements we have that we leave with others. Mm. And that's not a pleasing story, right? Because pleasers, we know we're likable and sweet. Mm. But sometimes people don't know if we're honest enough, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you think, Brooke, as you keep walking forward in your life mm. what does the leadership legacy look like for you do you want do you think it can change tomorrow but like today yeah yeah look I would hope for me the um, greatest leaders I've had I've had and am fortunate enough to have at the moment in our organization um, and I hope that I'm seen this way are ones that are um, honest but allow me to make mistakes and support me along that journey um, I think it's really hard to continue to to grow as a team um, or to even function at you know at an optimal level if you feel like you are being judged and you feel like you are being micromanaged and not being given the opportunity to make potentially mistakes but that's how we all grow and that's how the next time around we work differently on whatever that program or project may have been. Um, yeah, so, I mean, and for me, I've always valued honesty so much with my leaders and I would hope that as a leader that is how I am seeing someone that is absolutely supportive um, but, you know, does stretch. I think it's so important to continue to stretch your team members but for them to to feel like that they can continue to grow along that journey. Um, 
And I have to say, I think my puffer fish comes out much <laughs> frequently than it used to. And I really recognise now, I recognise what blame is and, you know, that it's really about taking accountability. And I think my team is really good at that too because we all feel very safe with one another. So we have moved to a place of blame, to a place of being able to be accountable. I like that. I, I've written an article recently, Brooke, for a Northern Beaches magazine Um and I called it mental fitness is the secret source to healthy living. And one of the little elements was Teflon moments. Um, don't you like that? Because we all like baking. Uh, but when we have Teflon moments as people, when nothing sticks to us, you know, we can kind mm -hmm. of glide around the issue or make it someone else's fault or... Mm -hmm excuse or blame or what shame actually um mm. but we forget about the gravity we carry in moments yeah um if we have teflon moments we never learn to fully grow i think we just duck and dive and people don't like us you know because they they know that when they're working with us the possibility that we will be they will be the the output of our moment. Yes, <laughs> you know, right. it's yeah. true. It is. It? it is true. But it, it takes courage not to have a Teflon moment. That's right. And I, of course, I mean, I still absolutely have those moments, but I think the difference is I'm much more able to recognize them now than I was in the past. Um, I don't even think I realized it was a behavior before. Um, no, because it's so learned. Yeah. You know, you used the term puffer fish. Now, for everybody out there, you and I know what that means. Um, <laughs> but how would you describe a puffer fish to the people that are listening? Oh, for me, I would explain it as it really was almost a brain fog where I would become extremely reactive in the situation and just look to see how I could shift the blame because it you know it couldn't be my fault because I had self-doubt in myself mm -hmm. um so instead of recognizing those saboteurs or behaviors within myself I would just become very reactive mm -hmm. um and I don't think I actually I don't think necessarily people saw that I was becoming reactive sometimes it was just within myself and um my inner self was blaming that person even if I wasn't blaming them outright so um you know or I wasn't vocal about the blame um so that just caused you know um we weren't able to move forward because I was in this place of blaming instead of taking accountability so I love that because there's the puffer fish just gets us so stuck right and then we get stuck on that bloody hot plate yeah, which is meant to tell us that we need to change gears, but we don't, do we? We kind of hover in there and it's because we kind of, to your point earlier, when we don't recognize we're, we're overwhelmed, we've popped, mm. um, and we're in a state of protection and fear, we can't change it. No, that's right. It's an interesting thing. I posted something on LinkedIn today. Of course I did. <laughs> wild and woolly woman that's always dropping shit everywhere oh, sorry everyone else um, <laughs> but I put it out there and it was that video I did about 
four years ago about when I'm overwhelmed. And the very first step was to recognize my state. Mm. Absolutely. And I actually was sharing mental fitness stuff, but I didn't even know it at that stage. And I said, go into a state of gratitude, which is where peace lives. Mm. How hard is letting stuff go, though, as a leader? Like, oh, I think that comes back to our point around growth, too. Um, you know, the more you go on that journey of growth, and for me, again, the, you know, the SAGE and the Positive Intelligent Program has been absolutely amazing for someone with my tendencies. <laughs> uh, we all have tendencies. I have to interrupt you there. <laughs> um, yes. Sorry, what was the question again? It's okay. Uh, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> haven't had enough coffee this no morning. no no do you know what just because we were we we were in our flow there mm -hmm. I had a good laugh and that disconnected you from your thought um we yeah. were talking about being self-aware and we were talking about growth and we were talking about how important it is because it's the only way to lead and live better yeah that's right yeah and I think it really um you know, when you're on that journey and you can recognise the behaviour, um, which, you know, as I was saying to you before, I didn't always do, it just makes such a difference. You can just shift into a place of gratitude or you can just shift more into a, a, a place of, of peace. And if that means for me, you know, if I have a really stressful meeting or project coming up, I will give myself time to take a few deep breaths and that was something in the past I always thought oh that's a little bit airy-fairy those things don't really work for someone like me you know I'm really highly strung I'm a, a bit of a warrior but I get the job done you know that was my mentality and that was not helpful to me and it blocked me and it does it blocks us yeah the other day I was speaking at a conference and I went and stood behind the the whiteboard where no one could see me because <laughs> they were still setting up and I put my headphones on and I quickly did a, a brain rep a peaky rep mm. and the client popped his head around while I was halfway through my two-minute rep right and he went hi oh <laughs> I <was> like, oh <laughs> but I think um because I'm so practical right and I, I was such a real go-getter I don't think that's changed though. Have we haven't changed. Right. We've just become more of the best parts. That's right. I mean, one of the greatest things over the last kind of six months is walking past, um, you know, before lockdown, um, offices in our organisation or desks, and you can see people taking a couple of minutes out to do a PQ rep. And that's all it takes, just a couple of minutes. And it's wonderful. And it's not something that you kind of people feel safe to do it because we can see that it really does work, whether it be a PQ rep or, you know, mindfulness or which... Two minutes of calm. Two minutes of calm, two minutes for yourself if you're starting to feel overwhelmed. And, you know, I used to give everyone an hourglass, right, and encourage them to do it. But yeah. I think it's a nice little fun thing to have on your desk, but no one was really doing it. And now what I've seen through the program is that people are, because you're training your brain 15 minutes a day, like mm. six weeks, right? 
Mm. You kind of get used to recognizing that, hey, I'm going to go, I'm feeling a bit anxious. I've got to do a peaky rep. Mm. It's pretty amazing. It is so amazing. And that, you know, you can, you can do it quickly. It's not like you need to take half an hour out of your day. You know, sometimes when I'm walking to the bathroom, that's my time. I think, okay, I'm really going to notice the texture of, you know, um, my clothes as I walk or I might, you know, really try and um, just give myself a couple of minutes to, to breathe and, and that's all it takes. But just doing that regularly really makes a difference. And you know what? We can even do it in a meeting. Yeah. You know, wriggle our toes in our shoes, which is so yeah. funny. Like I'm thinking I'm wriggling my toes and they can't see me doing it. Um, <laughs> But it's about being present. I had a conversation with a colleague in Zimbabwe. She, we, were, we were prepping for my book launch, Brooke, and she's going to speak. And she was saying, it's time to take our power back. And it hit me. When we're in that present state of being so present and connected to ourselves, we have this unbelievable power kind of it's like we've we've plugged into the power source yeah um and we're so present and peaceful it's not like all the depleting things that happen when we're trying to cope with and i'm also very anxious mm. our fears and the angst and the worry and the concerns and all that stuff because that's kind of we're giving our power away mm. but when we get so peaceful and present we can take it back yeah don't you like that i do If there is anything as a thought you would leave to any of the listeners out there around growth, mm. like two or three things just to encourage them, because growth is not an easy choice, yet mm. maybe it's the only one we should really have, There's <laughs> mm. me. Uh, but what would you say, one or two things out of your journey, what would you kind of give them as tips? Mm. Oh, I would just say come with it with an open mind. You know, I think I had been quite cynical in the past um, about going back to my, you know, anxiety that it was just something that I had to live with and these strategies didn't work for people like me. Um, and then I just got to a point where I realised, no, look, I'm really going to be open about this. And that just changed everything because I allowed myself to go along the journey and, um, you know, it has made such a difference, growth, continual growth. And Christina, I have to say a lot of that is absolutely thank you to you because even, you know, before I did the positive intelligence program, I worked with you for, you know, a few years now at the PHN and it has made absolutely such a difference. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just more curious now too. It's a constant, it's part of my life. Growth is part of my life now. I want to thank you for giving me the bit of encouragement. I appreciate it because that's just what I want to do. I want to make a difference to one person's life a day. And Brooke, if I've made a difference to you, I'm incredibly grateful. Thank you. And I am incredibly grateful to you. Thank you, Christina. It's my absolute pleasure. Now, if you want to reach out to Brooke because you want to be part of her world, she is on LinkedIn, isn't she? I am, yes. She is, okay. So reach out 
Um, and I will tag her in this anyway. And I want to say, Brooke, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being this brave and courageous woman. Uh, we are exactly the same age. We've both got brown brown hair. We could pass as kind of cousins, maybe. I wouldn't say sisters, but <laughs> a little bit browner than you. Um, but, but, you know, I feel like a kinship to you. And I think it's because of your heart that's filled with love. So I want to thank you for showing up today. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Thank you for inspiring everybody that's listening. We can do this. We can harness growth and we can choose it. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. All right, everybody out there, please join us on www.ignitepurpose.com.au. Tune in, be connected to our world. We want to we want to catch up with you. We want you to be able to grow. Download our Grow Me book. It is currently available on Amazon um, as well as uh a limited edition print from our own practice and it's a pleasure to be here with you tuning to other podcasts and remember you're worth growth this is christina foxwell take care bye